1: And across from me is Gavin Miller. How's it going, Gavin? It's going good. Hello. If you're new to the show, I've been at it about 23 years at it. That is stand-up. And Gavin's been at it for less than a year. (laughs) And uh, we put together this little show to have some fun, go over some of the fundamentals of comedy to help comedians at the beginning of their journey as well as deep into it. And if you're just tuning in for the first time again, thanks for listening. Yeah. Our topic today we'll get to in a second. We're going to talk about keeping a comedy scorecard. (laughs) I've seen some different posts, and I've heard a few people banter about recently, like, I don't know if I'm improving or not. Uh, I'm writing different material, but I don't know if I'm getting any better. Right. And so what I thought, well, this would be a fun episode to kind of put together a 10-point checklist of things you can be working on, even if you're doing the same material next week, other things you could be working on to get better. Yeah. So something you can keep in your back pocket, your wallet, or your purse as you hit those open mics or those stages yeah. to kind of tweak some things. So that's going to be our topic today, Comedy Scorecard. Cool. As always, at the beginning, we'd like to thank the people that leave us iTunes reviews. Please leave those for us; it helps people find us better. It helps me make it through my day. And when Gavin gets a mention, <laughs> it makes his day as well as mine. Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Brian Riley, comedy, and he says uh, it's kind of long, so I'm just going to hit some of the high points. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks yeah. for the long one because this is this really made my day. I found this podcast last August when I began my journey into comedy, which is kind of crazy because we just started the podcast like last July. Yeah. Rick's insight into comedy has been invaluable. The first few months of comedy, I use this podcast as a textbook of sorts and still find myself listening to older episodes with a different perspective and have found them to be just as helpful in the next stage of my journey. Yeah, I'm averaging six to eight book shows a month now and have already been able to do a 25-minute headline spot. Jeez. Nice. The podcast laid the foundation for it all. Rick's and Gavin's breakdown of the tips, tricks, and methods involved in comedy are the hidden gems most don't discover until years into this. (laughs) Thanks from the bottom of my heart.
0: I love that. I get to live another day because that's positive.
1: <laughs> Brian, that was extremely nice, and he goes into more detail there. I love but that. Uh,
0: thank you very much.
1: Yeah, you can check out his entire response if you log into iTunes and leave us one there, and we'll read yeah. it on the air. We definitely get fired up about that, and it that's keeps awesome. us moving right along. Thank you for listening. Uh, in a previous episode, we talked about the kind of shows that make you stronger, <laughs> and we had some feedback that I got through email. I want to read this from Steve Heil. Uh, he says. Uh, Early in your podcast number 36, you talked about a listener who mentioned an underwear show where the comics get on yeah. stage in their underwear. That was Jorge that mentioned that. Uh, this year, uh, the year I started doing comedy, this is Steve talking here, in 2012, I did a set at Burning Man that took it a little bit further. It was a naked stand up show. <laughs> about half the audience was naked, oh. but all of the comedians were. It was put together by a guy a guy from Boston who does a naked show in Boston every month.
0: Oh, my gosh. Which I'd
1: never heard about. That's a lot. You can go to improvboston.com slash or forward slash shows slash naked <laughs> underscore comedy if you want to check out more about that. Uh, literally having to hide behind nothing makes you focus on the comedy. I had to think about what about me would distract these people from listening to me as well. And in my case, I have tattoos and piercing, and those all add up. I didn't exactly have a heckler, but a dude did walk across the stage <laughs> while I was up there and handling that naked. Put things in a whole different perspective. Uh, yeah. So thanks, Steve Howe, for sending that, that in. It's always cool to hear these different shows that I'll never do. That's crazy. Um, yeah, but I, it's, I it's cool think. to have the guts to do them. Excellent. Uh, lastly, a, a couple of quick shout-outs to some folks that signed up to the online course, which mm-hmm. if you uh, are thinking about starting comedy or you need to get your jokes tighter a lot quicker, this course will help you out. Um, you can check that out at schooloflast.com. But a big shout-out to Duke and to Fred Harvey. Nice. These uh, guys signed up here Duke. recently. Yeah, I like that. Duke. I wish I had that name. Um, Duke. Not. I'm not trying I guess I've already said Fred's last name. Duke Cooper and Fred Harvey. Uh, thanks for signing up, guys. If you're interested in taking a class, again, schooloflast.com. You can find out about live classes, too. i got those going on here in Nashville. If you're in the area, I've got a writing class coming up. starts on March 30th got an improv class starting on april 7th and a business of comedy seminar where we get knee deep into all the details of doing this for a living that's on may 30th that's a saturday for that one saturday afternoon from one to four so uh, you can check out all those classes online yeah the classes
0: are awesome so go do them gavin's
1: a survivor of the classes
0: i mean i went and then i I kept going, like, you know, you would have another one and I would keep going and, and it was awesome.
1: Yeah, so. it's, it's fun. The The live classes, you have a lifetime membership to the writing class, so like, yeah. um, you know, guys like Brian who just mentioned he listens to the podcast and goes back and Go. listens to it when he's Absolutely. further down the road, I constantly have uh, former students pop in two or three years down the road where they're doing more time yep. and they retake the class uh, in the person and it's a lot of fun. So it's, it's awesome. a great way to, you know, I only mention it because I know it's helpful. Yeah, I'm helpful. not trying to sell you something I'm, if you need some help I've got it for you yeah. <laughs> so whatever, however you want to take that but I, I need to mention that more often yeah
0: we try not to like do the hard sell but like it's so hard when you see people I mean I, I talked to a guy and it's like he was like hey I'm thinking about doing a little bit of comedy and I'm like well, here's the best thing for you. You need to go over here and start. Go to the website. Figure out, at, at a minimum, start listening to the podcast. Yeah, that's what, what I, I like to do
1: is this, this so, free resources.
0: Yeah, if you got friends or whatever, just tell them, hey, get a, get your toe wet. Go listen to the podcast. That, that's a, that's an awesome start.
1: That's right. And then you get up on stage for a while, and you hit the point <laughs> where uh, this episode takes over. Is, is You've been doing time. This episode is primarily geared towards people who have been doing shows for, let's say, a year. Yeah. You know, whether that's two or three shows a week or two or three shows a month. And you've got kind of plateaued out there. Yeah. Or maybe you're, you're doing the same material for a while and you're, you're okay at writing some new jokes, but you want to know how to get better and what to focus on. Yep. And I saw this post in a few different forums where people were asking, you know, what, what should I focus on when I go to an open mic? Yeah. We've talked a little bit about that in the past, but today I'm going to give you a comedy scorecard where each of these components for us today are going to have equal weight as 10 points. Okay. All right, so 10 10 areas that you perform with, you know, that are part of a stand-up, and no doubt some of these are bigger than others, but we're going to give them all 10 just so you can kind of see what your score is. All right, so to give you an idea of what we're talking about, our first area, and I think this is really key for all comics, is what would you give yourself on a scale of 1 to 10 on how good you are at coming up with original premises
0: so with the, being original. Being
1: or, being original and thinking of a premise or a concept that is fresh. Yeah. Now everything in comedy seems like it's been talked about before one way or the other. Sure. But your spin on it and your angle is what makes it unique. Right. So when you sit down to write, do you here's a good question. When you sit down to write, do you write from that perspective or do you write well everybody's talking about this, I should write a joke about this. Right, right, right. So that's not the right direction to go. You want to come up with some ideas that really sound fresh and that can take you in some writing directions that is, is going to help you stand out. Okay. Okay, so just on a scale of 1 to 10, I want everybody listening to kind of think about, and be honest, you know, for me, I think for a long time I was maybe a 5. I mean, for a long time. <laughs> 5, I was getting by, you know. That's honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 5 at, at the high end. Yeah. Out of 10. And more recently, you know, the past two or three years. Is
0: that because you think you found something that worked and then you were trying to stay
1: safe? Well, part of it, and this is not an excuse, but this is what I was doing mentally, is I had my one hour. Once I got to my one hour. Right. And then my my brain said, I've got the hour. Now I've got to learn how to market and all those other things. Yeah. Yeah. So I spent 90% of the time working on that end of it. And not as much time as I should have on my show. Okay. And now that I've got the freedom to choose what to focus on, I really want to push this new hour that I'm preparing for this year (laughs) to be way more unique and original than the last one. not saying my last hour is bad, but I don't think anybody would watch uh, my last hour and go, he's the most unique person I've ever seen on stage.
0: It's not bad. Rick, you're getting booked all the time. You know what I mean?
1: But I think it was a real meat and potato show. Yeah. Which I'm still writing a newer meat and potatoes, but it's going to be a little different flavor. And it's going to have more meat, less potatoes. Yeah. All right. My last show was like a chicken nugget <laughs> and seven pounds of potatoes. Yeah. This one I want to be like steak and a small potato. Yeah, I'm going to leave off the butter and cream. prologue, yeah. That's, that's what I'm inspiring to. So I would say for a long time, that was my biggest obstacle, but didn't realize it. Okay. And that's what this checklist is for today to kind of help you isolate areas where you need improvement that maybe you haven't thought about before. Yeah. So looking back... I mean, I can look at the joke titles of my old CDs and see that, okay, I was just writing stuff about stuff everybody else was writing stuff about. Yeah. So I was- Trying to be
0: more clever than them about those things, but yeah.
1: Yeah. My own premise, my own take on all that stuff, but here's a topic that's in the news that everybody's getting a joke about, so I should write one too. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid that this time around. Yeah. Okay. I I don't want anybody to look at that and go, well, everybody's talking about that. I have mean, run some of the premises by you. I'm trying to stay really yeah. unique and I'm, on the front edge of that stuff.
0: So it's cr- I wish people could see the premises in this room. <laughs> We're in a room covered in joke ideas, and it's like a little war room of stuff. It's awesome. Well, it's ca- But it's very different. Your material is very different that you're working on.
1: A lot of uh, very different from what I did before yeah. in a lot of ways. Now, I'll still use all the techniques and things that, that work for me. But I'm trying to put it together in a way where it's gonna really like I want you to love the premise as much as the punchline this time around. Yeah. I guess I'll put it that way.
0: Okay. To get invested in it, basically yeah. help help people invest in what you're saying.
1: Right. When I meet up with some other comics to to go over my new jokes that we're working on, I'll throw the premise out, and if they love it, that's what I want to hear. Okay. Good. I, I don't I don't want them to go. Eh, what else you got? Yeah. Because I'll just move on. But I want I want to hook them in with the premise, or make them go. Well, I've never heard anybody talk about that. Yeah. That's what I'm shooting for. So give yourself out there listening kind of a grade on your premise quality. Yeah. All right. Um, I guess second to that would be frequency of <laughs> developing material. Right. Okay. Are you every year do you have two new joke ideas? Because that's not going to cut it. Yeah. I mean, if you're a, a dabbler, fine. Yeah. And yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. wrong with that. But if you really want to approach this as something to be a living and earn a wage doing it, you need to have frequency. High frequency. Yeah. That is another thing that I had diminished back when I was, spent all my time marketing and promoting and trying to do the stuff I wasn't supposed to, website yeah. development that I shouldn't even have been doing in the sure. first place. And the frequency is way up for me on okay. that. But listen out there, if you're listening, when was the last time you sat down and gave yourself the gift of two or three hours to only focus on comedy? Oh. <laughs> I know, I, I would, even though when I was on the road full time, and I'd had the whole afternoon, I rarely said to myself, I'm gonna go hunker down yeah, when I right, should right, have. Right, right. When I had all the time in the world and no mm-hmm. babies and no kids and all that stuff. Yeah. Now that I've got all those, I have at least two of those times each week where it's nonstop me in here with the door right. locked and the sound machine on and let's go crazy on these whiteboards. <laughs> and then I still try to hook up with someone else to write throughout the week. Right. And other times it'll pop up, but at least twice a week I know I'm sitting down for three hours just me and whatever been, I've been working on sure sure so what is that for you and what do you want it to be you know think about that if you're listening out there you know gavin say right now you only have an hour a week to do it oh yeah
0: i'm so it's so hard and then and then trying to get in that hour when i'm super frustrated about my job that i mean i was up till 3 3:30 in the morning last night I, I can't i can barely think of anything i barely drive my car here rather than think of comedy it, it but you know sometimes there is those moments you know but that's it's so hard it's just so hard
1: <laughs> yeah well I think you collect those thoughts in those moments and then bring them to that three hour window or whatever you yeah
0: used. and that's what I try to do I try to maximize those little tiny moments that I have and then bring those to when I don't have to think as creatively and I can just process right and just crunch you know do the old
1: expand oh condense and define yes yes
0: that process is am- oh, great yeah I
1: love it. which i guess i should say really quickly because I, I know you guys are listening to this and you've listened to episode 36 where oh, gavin yeah, and yeah, i yeah, brainstormed yeah. a little yeah. bit it's called live writing session we're gonna do a follow-up to that here yes. in a couple of weeks
0: the the response has been amazing so we did i did uh the three premises one of which was any good um and uh it was about a a kind of a premise on uh, Facebook for homeless people, or getting homeless people onto Facebook. And so, if you go listen to that episode, listen to kind of the ideas that we had. Uh, shoot me any kind of ideas, punchlines, maybe another angle that I'm forgetting about, or that we didn't see because we came up with a million angles. But you know, there's always one that I didn't see. There was one that I didn't see that I was like, holy crap, not, I should have seen that.
1: That's right. So. <laughs> but, but- want you Set guys it to, out. to listen to that and get involved with it because we're going to take some of those suggestions from you guys yeah and and take the idea the brainstorming session further and actually write some yep. jokes
0: yeah 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 so
1: um so anyway that was great because we we for 45 minutes we worked on some material for it you it was
0: yeah it was amazing that was amazing and it got my brain like geared up to really think of things that would work right which is w- which was amazing but um Yeah, if you go listen to that episode, and then uh, you can shoot me any ideas uh, over at um, my Twitter account, which is at GavinMiller42.
1: You'll see me... There, Yeah, definitely shooting some ideas, you guys. So, it's it's going to be cool to kind of yeah. share that on the air. You'll hear some of your ideas on the air. That's going to be It's been fun. amazing. So, yeah. It, it's really cool. Jump on. And if we talk, if you know, just to summarize that and weave back into today's topic, you know, we spent 45 minutes pretty hardcore using our brains. Oh, and our, my gosh. When I say give yourself three hours, you may only need to go an hour before your brain taps out. But I want you to have the opportunity to tap in. Yeah. You know, it might take 30 minutes of that three hours just to put everything down and turn your phone off. And Absolutely, kitching. yeah. But you know, go for as long as you can in that, in that process and increase whatever you're doing now. If you feel like you don't have the results you need, then you're going to need to increase the frequency of your writing time. Yeah. And that's a gift that you can give yourself. And whether it's getting up an hour earlier every morning or, you know, people can do it in different ways, staying up later. I find carving out a specific place to go where there's no distractions is the best for me at this point.
0: And, Uh, And a lot of times people do other things that they don't really think of as sort of free time or good times to think about stuff like I realized like when I go to the gym I'll normally spend 20 minutes kind of walking on the treadmill warming up and that. And then all of a sudden I was like that's a great place to that's a great that's place to come place. with ideas and so I was like that's 20 minutes that I can kind of carve out every time and I just sit there and I have my phone and if I think of something boom done.
1: Same thing with if you're if you have a 20-minute commute or a 30-minute commute give yourself at least three days a week where you, you know, on the way into work, you've got an yeah. idea and you, you're saying it out loud and maybe yep. you got your phone recorder going or whatever. And on your way home, pick it up where you left off. Yeah, And that way, not only do the people at work like you better because you're in a better <laughs> mood coming in, the people at home love you because you're yeah. not bringing work home and you're bringing some fun home. <laughs> but there's times in your day where you have to carve it out. There's, yeah. no, there's no way around it. You're not going to immediately have you a two hour show just by thinking about you it. You got to
0: do the work.
1: You got to do it. So that's our first two I did generation and the quality of your premise. Number two is the frequency of developing material. And then let's talk about getting on stage a little bit. If you're on stage, you've been doing it for a while, there's things you can always work on. Now, <coughs> some things are a little bit harder than others. Yeah. But think about your stage presence yeah okay so here's one way you can kind of just get in tune with that is to pull up a video and hopefully you've recorded your sets but pull up a video of you on stage and just turn the sound down yeah. just look at yourself for that three or five minutes and look God, at you
0: feels terrible right now look just at thinking you about it. <laughs> I,
1: know. I mean I don't like looking at me but look at you <sighs> yeah I know <laughs> but look at you and say does this person look like they enjoy being on stage do they yeah. look like they have a purpose do they look like they're uh, lost you know Take an assessment of what you look like on stage. Take a look at your clothes. I mean, are, is a big there, it, thing
0: for me was how I ho- was holding the mic.
1: Holding the microphone.
0: I was like had a death grip on it. All my muscles were like. <laughs> oh, I mean, there's there's pet peeves that I could get into. I, I looked down at the stage. That, yeah. that was one of my things. I kept looking down at the stage. I was pacing. I had. To, I tried to have the comedians pace side to side. Oh, I looked so good. Except for I was watching my feet the whole time.
1: Yeah, you don't need to be doing any of that. So. <laughs> Make eye contact with the audience. Oh,
0: yeah, I was too scared to do that.
1: <laughs> got to make it. Here's one little thing you can put in the side note, and I've said it before, but think when you're delivering your punchline, look at somebody in the audience as you deliver the words of the punchline that is the target for that joke. Okay. If I've got a joke about being married, I'll look at somebody right. that's got wedding rings on and deliver that. That's that's one way you can learn how to, to, to look at people, just by and, making that a game yeah. throughout the show. Okay. Um, when you get a big laugh... Your head should swivel around, look at that, and give that, that area of the crowd an acknowledgement, like, thank you. And, and I should see that with the video on and the sound turned down. I should be able to see you doing those things. Okay. I should see you engaged in the show. That's a good pointer with the sound down, yeah. Yeah, with the sound down, because otherwise you're going to be thinking about your jokes and listening to those. Right. You can do that at a different time. Yeah. Um, then this is the one thing that uh, <laughs> I'll advise to do, but be prepared to be freaked out. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay. Hit the fast forward on your device and watch your set with the sound off and you moving quick. Okay. And what you'll see, Gavin, what? is for 20 what seconds, you got your thumb in your pocket, you're doing fine, and then you, then you wipe the side of your nose. Then yeah. 20, and whatever you do is gonna happen like in a frequency. Right. Like every 30 seconds oh, or every 20 okay. seconds, and you'll notice gotcha. what your tick is. Every I kept touching
0: my face. Yeah, yeah. I kept touching like my chin. My, I don't know if I touched my mouth necessarily, but I, uh, my hands were up near my face. The, yeah. yeah.
1: And if there's not a reason for that, stop doing it. Yeah. I there, mean, was,
0: there was. I was panicked. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was an honest, I was scared there was an to death. There's an honest reason it was happening. <laughs>
1: but was there wasn't to, a
0: purpose. I was trying to create a shield around <laughs> my face to protect from all the uh, the... The, the the voices in my head from high school telling me that i could never be good at anything there's that a, was
1: <laughs> there's a lot you're wrestling with
0: <laughs> yeah 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 that was all right there and <laughs> i thought somehow the hand on my chin was going to protect me from that yeah. but
1: <laughs> it's a nervous thing and yeah. everybody has one and i'll i'll watch i'll see mine I'll be aware of it and stop it Yeah, and then I pick up a new one. Yeah, it almost always manifests itself somewhere else. Sort of. Right now, I'm thinking of one that I used to do, and I'm feeling it like a little itch on the top of my nose that doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I used to rub the back of my neck.
0: Okay, you know, but that comes across. That's you're right. It says something to the audience if you're rubbing the back of your neck. It says maybe I'm tired. Yeah, you know, or if you're itching at your face, it's I'm not paying attention, maybe. But there's all these little non-verbal cues that that you're doing because you're not thinking, but it actually has an effect.
1: Right. Yeah, you've got things going on in the background instead of doing your material. Yeah. And we're talking about presence here, so think about how you're presenting as well. How are you presenting the material? Are you in the moments that you're talking about? And when I talk about being at the Cracker Barrel during a tornado, I'm looking around the Cracker Barrel. I'm visualizing what I'm talking (laughs) about. And that helps. Yeah, your their audience eyes are sort of you. looking
0: up into the because it's, <laughs> it's hard to describe things on uh, on on just on a microphone. But yeah, you are definitely like looking around the room. You're cre- almost it's sort of a, a good technique of like miming. Yeah, a little you know, bit of that goes it's a long way. A little bit of just a touch, and and it creates the space that you're in.
1: Mm-hmm. When you I, when I do jokes about my son. I look down at the height that my son is yeah. when I'm talking to him in the joke and instead of looking at the crowd. Yeah, and that creates another character. And it on creates stage. an
0: age. It tells you mm-hmm. what age they are. If you're looking at it eye to eye, then that person must be sort of an older person. Or if they're, you're looking almost down at the ground, they must be a baby. Or you right, know. right. So, so there's
1: yeah. lots of things you can do to make yourself a more engaging performer. Stronger, yeah. So that's just one one little thing to think about there. So that's our third one. Fourth is our delivery. Yeah. Okay, you may have told the same joke the past 10 weeks kind of the same way. Okay. Um, You may have told your bits the same way, and maybe your whole seven minutes, you kind of get the same kind of flow. If you're not seeing the results you want, you may need to switch that up a little bit. Your, Your delivery may be sabotaging your material.
0: How would you see that?
1: Well, you know, I've had a performance class here recently. Uh-huh. And so I've just seen, you know, as, as recent as last night, we had some folks up on the stage, and they all have different styles of delivery. Okay. And they all have a few things they're doing right. Okay. But everybody has one thing that can maybe get in their way a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so early on, of course, one thing that's going to affect you is if you have to have notes on stage. That's going to totally affect your delivery. Right. So, you know, one question that came up last night was, uh, why are we only working on a three minute set, uh you know, why don't we do a seven minute set? You know, or how it's all you can handle. <laughs> well that's kinda of reaction was let's get a three minute set that destroys yeah, as yeah, best yeah. as it can for a beginner where we're getting at least five or six laughs a minute. Yeah. And then when we've got that, then let's go stretch it out. But let's yeah. not do seven minutes where we get right. three laughs a minute. You know, seven, you know what I'm let's saying? Let's try
0: to get you past your first fifteen seconds. Yeah. And then we'll worry about a minute and then three minutes and then yeah.
1: Right. So with delivery, sometimes it's just you. You don't want to bite off more than you. You always want to push yourself, but don't bite off so much that you can't chew it and you hate what you're doing. Yeah. And so,
0: rambling doesn't count. I figured that one out the hard way. Rambling doesn't count for time.
1: <laughs> rambling doesn't count the ums, the ahs, and all that stuff in between yeah. that slow you down. Every um and ah <sighs> in your show, and sometimes I count these uh, in the videos we take in the class. You know, if you're up there for three minutes and you've got twenty-seven of those, yeah, that's more than you have laughs. Yeah. And even though they're every 9 or 10 seconds apart or whatever, it's going to add up. It's like little speed bumps and after a while you're like, I got to get off of this road. Right. And that's what the ears of the audience are like saying. I've got to get I'm done with this comic. Yeah. Um, ah, they didn't take the time to prepare for me. Why should I even sit here and listen to what they're doing? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a million aspects. And there's a different there's a, there, some people
0: say, "Oh, I'm trying to act like I'm in the moment." You know, and there but there's a there's a balance there where you can sell it like you're in the moment and maybe have a little bit of that but not not look like you don't know what you're going to say.
1: Yeah, be in the moment and articulate. you got to
0: be confident. That, that's, that's, the weird, that's the weird thing. You've got to be confident about it, but,
1: you know. So you're, you're, I know what you're saying. You, you yeah. want to sound fresh. Yeah. Some, and so uh, um, it's almost like I'm thinking of it right now, kind of a...
0: Yeah, yeah. There, there's Some yeah. comics do it really well. Other people, it's like they haven't thought of Anything.
1: Yeah. Well the difference is if if you're doing that as a tool and you know you're doing it and it works for you, keep doing it. If you're doing that as a crutch and it's hindering your material, drop it. Correct. Yeah. So that's yeah, kinda yeah. where it comes down. Yeah. Is it something that's working for you or working against you? Yeah. Most of us when we're first starting, we have a lot of those and it's it's slowing us down. <laughs> I had a lot. <laughs> and people say, Yeah, what yeah. What do I do instead? Take a breath. Yeah. That makes it pause. feel like you're in the moment. Because right. you pause in conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I I, I just heard myself. We've kind of got the. We do it a lot in here, and it took us a
0: long time because, regardless of how much uh, Rick stand-up, Rick has done, it's real different when you come in here and do like a podcast. The timing uh is so different, and so. If I paused for longer than like a third of a second, all of a sudden, Rick would like, jump in. It was like, I'm going to save you. And I was like, right. no, you, you just slow it down. We're good.
1: Yeah. And there's you a know. cadence that you pick up. And that, yeah. that becomes part, you know, there's a cadence I have on here that's different than when I'm on stage. Yeah. Oh, totally. The cadence here is probably twice as fast, which I'm still cognizant of, and I'm trying to slow it down. Yeah, But when you're on stage, you don't want that to get in the way of your material. Yeah. We're so, still learning. So take a breath instead of ums and ahs. <laughs> Don't kill yourself over it. Don't worry about it too much to where it freaks you out and you, de- you de- right. <laughs> develop another tick. But work on that delivery a little bit. Make sure you're hitting the punchlines really yeah. solid. You know, Make sure when you write the material, you're setting yourself up for a good delivery. Make sure your your punchline words are at the very last two or three words of a sentence, right? not in the middle, then you talk over them. There's yep. a lot of little things that go into it. But take some time and look at your delivery. And if, if you're too close to it, Get a friend just to look at it and say, "Tell me exactly what you see up here. Is there any am I sending signals that I'm not aware of?" And they'll be honest with yeah. you if they're a good friend. And I
0: remember you, you know one of the actually probably a few of the episodes you had mentioned. Uh, you know, if you're doing a paid at a club, go ahead and ask. You know, the guy who's there, the you know the owner or the booker or whatever. You know, hey, what did you see? What would you? What did you like? You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, cause yeah. they're going to be extremely honest, probably. Well, they are, <laughs> and it's one of the best things. And they don't know you necessarily. You know that.
1: They don't know you enough at that point to, to be extra nice to you for no right, reason. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, you were great. Everything's great. You're so good. Uh, we just love coming to see you. That kind of like right. what the friends do. It's like, hey, listen, you know, yeah. you didn't even look up for. 25 minutes what you know
1: right I think it's really smart to do is definitely ask the people hiring you or putting you on stage yeah you know one thing I I talk about in my speeches when I'm talking to companies is to always ask your customers what am I not doing for you that you would like for me to provide yeah what service do you need that I'm not providing for you yep because that's going to indicate to the customers uh, the customers will indicate to the business what they're going to go do Mm -hmm. spend money on somewhere else yeah on stage talk to the booker what am I not doing on stage that you would like to see yeah if you provide that then you'll serve each other <laughs> yeah. constantly so that's i i'm glad you called that back yeah. very good so delivery is number four uh five a little bit of crowd work how are you at crowd work
0: now i can't look at them so <laughs> how am i supposed to talk at them? right now i go to work
1: so i can't stay yeah. in the crowd
0: well no i just i i get scared to death you look at them in the whites of their eyes and they obviously know more than you they're funnier than you they probably have more education than you all those things so i can't look at them yet yeah. I look up for a second. Then I go, Trying to figure Whoo! out
1: if any of those aren't true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the here's but, a weird thing when you look when you look at the crowd. I mean, man, yeah. So, we always pick the wrong people to look you're, at. For you're sure. scared already. All of a sudden, it's like oh, I'm God. just visualizing <laughs> the crowd. Now I was just thinking that the way we internalize it if the show's not going good is that they think that you look at the crowd and they you assume that they think you're. They're funnier than you. Yeah. But probably what they're thinking is, I've seen funnier comics than this guy right. next. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a totally honest, you know, they probably have seen, I mean, I can name a thousand comics that are funnier than me, so I'm sure some of <laughs> sure. the audience has seen somebody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a billion great comics, right? So, but when it comes to doing crowd work, are you experimenting with that a little bit? Okay. At, you know, within a year or so. What's a,
0: okay, here's a good question. What's a good way, let's say you're not doing any. Because you're, like me, scared to death to even look at them. What's a good way to, like, dip He's the into toe it?
1: in? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would suggest... Anybody here like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, in the first year, you may be doing little guest spots at three to five minutes at different people's open mics, right. right? The best way to dip your toe in there is to host the show. Okay. Because as a host, and you know what? We're going to do an entire episode on this. On I say hosting? that a lot, but yeah. I've no, it's important. Some, I've written I think some we blogs should. on yeah. it, but... But as a host, you have different skills that you can work on, like crowd work. You have different abilities, and you're not narrowed down into a three minute set or a five minute set. You're running the show. Yeah. So, you know, like Paulina, we're going to talk to you next week. Paulina Combo, yeah, a great, great comedian here in Nashville that's been doing it for just three years or less. But she hosts three different shows a month, yes. all on Wednesdays, and she's getting used to working the crowd, so being going a to great the gym. host getting the material out there i definitely listened to the the episode after this one when we talked to her about all those things i can't wait to get her in here and (laughs) talk to her about it Um, but crowd work is really great for the host yeah the host can do those little things like how many people here for the first time and you're not trying to stall you're getting the the feel of the room yeah you're getting the temperature of the room for the other comics okay you know one thing when i was a feature act that I loved is having an MC that would ask the crowd some of those questions. Okay. How many people here for the very first time? How many people, very first time ever seeing live comedy?
0: Uh, now I see what you're saying because then the next comic on could maybe mention that, like, oh, so we've got a lot of first timers here. Yeah, like, you know, that. They could kind of work it into something.
1: That, and you get used to, as hosting the show, talking to somebody in the crowd. Right. You know, the people that raise their hand, then when they raise their hand or make some noise or clap, I mean, how do you I'm,
0: think this is? Your show? And then you just...
1: <laughs> well, would, Well, one little tip I'm going to give here, and we talked about it last night in our class, is because a guy wants to engage the crowd. Yeah. Which you don't, you know... If you're going to do it, there's ways to do it. Okay. And you hear these things, but I'm going to tell you why you hear these things. Instead of saying, how many people here are golfers? Right. Okay. Instead of saying that, if you feel that you got to ask them, by a round of applause, how many folks here are golfers? Now, instead of asking somebody a question where they feel they got to verbally respond... By a round of applause. And it's gonna an clap. auditory
0: thing, so it right. sounds and if good, they yeah.
1: And if they pipe up, you can say, I said by a round of applause, dude. Right, yeah, I didn't right. say. All right, so okay. you've already established the ground rules. And if they play by the ground rules, I can point to a guy that was clapping. Okay. How long have you been golfing, buddy? Right. And then you've got a little rapport with that guy you can work a little bit. While you're doing that, you know what your joke is. All right, I want you to have a joke about golf if you're okay. going to do that. And you let him say a few things. See if you can improvise a little bit and play off of him. And then when you feel like you've got what you need from that dude, jump back into your joke punchline and move on.
0: So you – I guess you try to figure out what your joke is, uh, which you would know already, obviously, and then work backwards to know kind of what responses you're going to need or or looking for. Yeah, and, And then sort of set that person up. There are ways to set people up to answer questions. Sure in the way that you want them to answer. Them.
1: Absolutely. You can ask them yes or no only. and yeah. you have a punchline for yes, you have a punchline for no. Okay. Uh, when you open those open-ended questions and you have those out there, that's where you need to be able to improvise a little okay. bit. So let me give you an example on my show. Yeah. Okay. I think this will help clarify it even even clearer. Clarify clearer. <laughs> Is I've got a joke where I talk about something I've learned about my wife recently. Yeah. Or it's more about me. Um let me state the premise clearly I learned one thing about my wife after 14 years of marriage right and so I set it up like that and before I get to my joke I can find someone else that's been married for 14 years or longer and ask what's something you've learned later in the relationship and while I'm doing that, they might come up with something that I can actually take and make a joke out of and right add then. to my yeah. joke. you know, I can do it right there, and maybe even after that gig's over, that guy gave me yeah. an idea for something else I can add it's in. it's
0: much easier to – if somebody throws you a good thing, it's much easier to like just tag a little idea on it and it'd be funny and then go into your – stuff so right. i guess okay
1: and so so i'll talk to that guy if and usually when they volunteer to, to interact they want to try to be funny uh-huh so if he is mildly funny i'll encourage it to you know try okay. to get it out of there and if he's just taking up time i'll, I'll cut him off gently and get back into my bed okay. you know but there's always a, a return point okay i guess that's what i want you to know there's it should be a jumping off and that, a return point right
0: okay so, so that, you're not just out there in no man's land just trying to anyone else does anyone else play golf you right. have a third person.
1: Yeah, if you're yeah. if you're wanting the crowd to write your show for you, then it's, then you're in trouble. Uh, right. But if you're leaving pockets for improv, improv, then it's fine. okay. Okay. Cool. You know, and, and that's, that's something that you should be working on it after the year point or so, and you should be trying to host some shows. Okay. You know, even if it's just an open mic that you put on, uh, to get that experience of doing some crowd work Hosting. without without like worrying that. about somebody booking you to do five minutes and to set up the next comic with five minutes of hilarious right. jokes. Gotcha. So a little bit of crowd work in there. Uh, I mentioned improvisation in there a little bit. Yeah. And that's something too that i think you need to not be afraid of improvising within your own material okay okay so what i'm saying here is when you're on stage and you're doing your joke and i
0: feel like this might be dangerous for me (laughs) this would be this is your worst nightmare yeah i need to work more on written and yes but
1: but when you get to the point where you've got the joke down you want to give yourself (laughs) a chance without the help of the crowd to experiment where you can take that joke further okay so, if I'm on stage, I've got you know, one of my premises now is about uh, they're trying to use devices like iPads and stuff like that to hook up species across the globe to connect with each other. Okay? Yeah. Kind of a crazy topic, but unique, and you haven't yeah. heard that before probably. Sure. So, when I do that, I'll tell them the two or three lines that I've got ready for that joke in the different circumstances. And while I'm on stage, I'll sit there and think for a second is there something else I can come up with right, right. now? I'll give myself room to fail or sure. to, or to walk into an area and develop something that may be successful later on. Right.
0: Cuz sometimes but, the adrenaline throws your brain into a state where all of a sudden it will come up with something it's never come up with before. Oh yeah.
1: It's
0: You're, like a superpower or it will shut you down. It, it's, it's one of those two things.
1: It's really true. I mean, do musicians learn how to improvise by thinking about the next time they're going to go oh, play guitar?
0: I had never played a drum solo in my life. I mean, I'm a drummer for those who uh are new to the show, uh, but I had never played a drum solo in my life. Went down to one of the uh, the places down here on Broadway in Nashville, and all of a sudden the guitar. I was sitting in with a band, which just means you're gonna uh, kind of do a almost like what's a bucket spot with comedians. You're gonna mm-hmm. do three or four songs and get off. And in the middle of one of those songs, the lead guitarist turns to me and he goes, "You take it." And all of a sudden it was like, "Oh no!" In in less than a second. I mean, literally less than one second, I'm going to be in starting a drum solo, which I have never done before. And so it, it is like, I don't know, that's the thing that like, it teaches you to just rely a little bit on that adrenaline yeah. and pull something out. And it 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 worked okay. It did, but it definitely taught me I needed to learn that skill yeah, that, it drove me to go you know what you gotta be ready right and ready
1: s- and same same thing goes for comedy you wanna give yourself chances cause that's gonna help you grow your material yeah um, you're in that zone when you're on stage your rhythm should be oh. hitting it on all cylinders and if you come up with something trust it and go with it yeah. don't worry about getting to the next joke explore that one for all you can as long as you can keep the crowd engaged with yeah. it and then you always know where you're going next so it's sure. always that jumping off point and where you're coming back to and record it yeah, yeah. Record. You should record every show. Yeah. I mean, if you if you delete it as soon as you get off stage because you didn't learn anything new, fine. But it, when you get into those moments where you find stuff,
0: sometimes that adrenaline also is like an etch a sketch. It you come up with something good and then it clears your
1: brain. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah. So give yourself that room to improvise. On a scale of one to ten, how do you feel you're doing that out there? Yeah. As you listen to this show, give you know be honest with yourself so you know where you can improve. Um, take chances. Okay. Now take chances. To me, in this situation, means try something that you're not comfortable doing so you get more comfortable doing it. Okay. Uh, examples would be take chances with your opening jokes. Okay. You know, for a long time, I had an opening joke that was killer and it did everything I needed to do, so I didn't even try developing sure. new ones. Right. I should have been taking chances there. Okay. Uh, for a long time, I had the same closing bit that I did. Every time, no matter what. Right. When I didn't need to do that all the time. Sure. (laughs) So I'm much more aware of it now that I've been doing it for a while. But I'm giving myself more time to take chances to try out a song. Like I'm writing new songs, Uh, three of them I've got back already. I've got the tracks, Kevin. I've got to play them for you when we get done here. (laughs) Um, But I know that when I do these songs live, that i may miss a few words yeah take chances you know i may sure. also say a rhyme differently or better than i wrote it right yeah i uh, but if i don't get them in front of the audience i won't know where those songs are and what i need to tighten up before i lay down the, the lyrics on it yeah 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 okay. so find find things that you're not the strongest at or they're not polished and get them out there try a good chunk of new material okay you know maybe you haven't even run it by other comedy buddies yet you just wrote it that afternoon but right you need to give yourself the green light to improve. To do that, okay. Yeah, so take some chances. That's another one that's number seven on our list. Just three more to go. <laughs> uh, and this is like
0: to... a cos- the, the uh, Cosmo. Yeah. This is like the Cosmo.
1: <laughs> number eight is your memorization skills. How good are you at memorizing stuff? Uh, yeah. I'm like a two all the time. Yeah. I'm trying to get better, trying to get better. And that's we will tough. get somebody in here on the podcast to talk about memory tips memory, and techniques. Gosh. But where are you on that? And are you giving yourself even enough time to memorize stuff? Okay, yeah. You know, if we give ourselves three hours to write stuff, you know, that's great. But what what are you going to do after that? Give yourself an hour one day to go and look at that and memorize it. Right. And as best as you can. Yeah. Don't get hung up on word for word and, you know, kill yourself if you're not there. But make sure you get all your punchlines in. I would spend a whole hour. Listen, this, (laughs) this popped in my mind. An
0: hour is a long time, and people don't realize that but it's a lot if you practice something for an hour you will have yeah a fairly good hold on it
1: <laughs> i think so give yourself an hour to look at your jokes memorize just the first minute yep just the first minute if it takes you the whole hour to memorize the first minute well at least you've got the first minute there yeah then you know if you've got three minutes you've got two more hours to come back and <laughs> get the other two <laughs> right but see how you know bite off a small piece yeah don't try to memorize your whole set and go through it every single time. Right. Get the first part down, just like you're learning lines for a play or something.
0: Yeah. Or just hit the the intro to a few of your jokes, because sometimes that's the hardest part is, like, starting the thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, may, you might trigger yourself to do the rest of the joke if you can just remember, like, here's the first line of that of that bit or the here's the premise of those things. And yeah, so.
1: and in the same sense, first line of the joke, last line of the joke that, moves you towards the next joke or oh, the transitions uh-huh. yeah think yep. of it as a chain and you know if you're looking at the link in a chain the the middle of the circle is the entire joke but the connecting point that's is the sick. next joke yeah <laughs> so memorize where those chains connect yep so that you don't get lost on stage so that's that's number eight I like to, yeah number nine off stage networking <sighs> now I heard some people that's in the cars the truth. and on the treadmills and on their runs and walks out there go, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of comics are introverts. Mm. They're on stage and they like the spotlight, but when they get off, they don't want to talk to nobody. They don't. Yep. They feel like they're brown nosing somebody. If they're giving them a compliment, right? Whatever it might be that's holding you back, get over it because networking. Yeah, is the number one thing you can do off stage to get more stage time. Yeah, period. Uh, yeah, and it's if no way one way else is it. if no one
0: else is doing it and you're doing it, then you're going to succeed really quick. Yeah, and it, and
1: I tell you, more comics. I, this is one thing I've realized from this past almost three quarters of a year doing this podcast. More people are afraid of networking or don't know how to do it than I ever thought. Yeah. I'm not the greatest at it. I have some things that, you know, ice breaking things mm-hmm. I can say to somebody to kind of get into a conversation when I'm genuinely interested in somebody. Got any drugs? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no a, not, warm up the getaway car, that's what I usually say. i getting ready to get on stage, warm up the getaway car. Yeah. But you should walk away from every show you yeah. do with you know, a goal of at least connecting with one person there. Let's yeah, just yeah, start yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about trying to work the whole room.
0: Well, who's gonna book you, your jokes or the people? right people are going to book you that's right. who's going to book you not i mean you might have the best jokes in the world but if if you don't make friends and influence people no one's going to hear them
1: that's right so you need need to extend the invitation yeah. for a conversation and i usually i will find something that i liked about that person's comedy yeah and say hey i've never seen anybody do that before that was pretty cool or the totally. way you worded that was really clever and, and find an uh, honest genuine comment And talk to them a little bit. Find out, you know, if I'm interested in where that person – I'm not doing it strictly to gain. I'm just going to give them feedback on what I saw.
0: And this is probably – hopefully this doesn't throw a a left-hand turn in here. But uh, as sort of an adjunct to this stuff, um, figuring out about people's personalities and doing some personality – getting some education on personalities types will help you immensely in in making those connections. Um,
1: Do you have a book you'd recommend or a resource? I mean, there's –
0: I mean, there's a ton out there. You can just ch- you know check out uh, there's like disk profiles and that kind of thing. Um, so you could just search that you know disk profile. Um, but it will help you have the right conversation with the right person oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. the right way. Because if you would if you can figure out how to have that conversation with those people um, in the right way, it will change. everything everything for you. If you are having the conversations with the right people in the wrong way, it's over. <laughs> no, I see what you're
1: saying there. Yeah, there's and definitely so like
0: a, there's like, a whole adjunct to that mm-hmm. and and just thinking that you're just going to walk up and be your comedian self to a club owner, that's not going to work because you need to be able to sort of transition into a more of a business personality and figure out what that per, uh, personality style of that person is so just as an adjunct go search for that stuff it will uh send you on a huge lifelong journey <laughs> but it is really valuable in in networking i mean i just can't say enough about learning that stuff so. no i
1: think it's, it's very valid and i was even as you were talking there thinking about just a different comedy type like the different people people that do comedy like I might think that I could walk up and give you a little, you know, little punch in the arm. You know, hey buddy, that was an awesome set. Oh, but some people, that's, that's the biggest fear is being touched by somebody else. You oh, know what that I mean?
0: comes across. Yeah, that comes across to me as just super. Like all of a sudden, that just I'm so. I guess. I seem extroverted, but it—I'm it, such an introvert that comes across to me as like, oh God, yeah. oh Lord, no, don't touch me. Like, <laughs> but but, or it makes me angry. And so, if I'm angry, what are the chances I'm going to book you for something? Yeah, none, zero. Right. But if you if you can kind of figure out what that person's personality is, and maybe that per- like me. Uh, my personality is more introverted. So if somebody maybe sent me an email later that was a little bit more personal, that would go a million miles over mm-hmm. somebody going, hey, let me buy you a drink. Let me, let's go, you know, hey, let's go to a club after. Let's go do this. Let's go do that. That would not, That my personality type is not that. And right. so, but if I'm trying to get something from someone else and their personality is that, then trying to do things my way without the recognition of that other person's uh, personality type, (laughs) it won't really get you anywhere either. So (laughs) (laughs) figure it out. (laughs)
1: It's a super interesting topic. I'm Sorry,
0: it just just was ringing in my head. I was like, that's so valuable for people that are, as comedians, I think you're the smartest people in the world out there. But a lot of times you forget how that not everyone – not everybody's like you. you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really Even easy. Even other to, comics aren't like you. Right, And so, um, you know.
1: That's a, that's a good point. And maybe that might be a good uh, episode to get somebody here to talk about personality types. Yeah. Because yeah. you talk about knowing your audience, but what about knowing the personality types of your fellow comedians? Yeah. And yeah, Cool. Okay. So networking, that was number nine, one to ten. How do you feel you're doing on yeah. that? Um, and if you've scored ten in all these, man, give me a call and I want to see what you're up yeah. to. Because <laughs> I know as I'm going through there, i got some work to do on different <laughs> ones here. Our last one kind of you know kind of comes on the heels of networking is how are you at accepting feedback and criticism and even asking oh, for it
0: I had to ask for some criticism this past week from somebody about my drumming and I basically had to say I want to get to a different place a, high, a higher place tell me what you're hearing and it was it's brutal to ask that because you don't know what you're gonna get back
1: right. <laughs> no it's, it's an important question to ask you know what Again, what can I be doing better? Yeah, um, that's a nice way to phrase I it. I don't re- ask you because I already know what you would well, say. So. <laughs> well, you got a lot of things to get. Go, you know, yeah, you know. I got. First stuff, off, yeah. you got to put down the drumsticks and pick I up the microphone. What, it sounds like <laughs> we have more drumming it's, examples in here than we do comedy, buddy. I know. Uh, but it's true. Like asking uh, and, and and asking because you want to get better. Yeah. You know, you could actually take this checklist and ask one of your comedy buddies, where do you think I stand on this stuff? And they may see it more clearly than you. Oh,
0: it's much easier for them to see your. <laughs> you know,
1: th- and actually, here's a great. Let's do this. Oh, God. I just thought of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't want to start fights, but I want everybody to get better. <laughs> I'll, I'll put I'll put all these uh, in a little tip sheet again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And like a PDF that you guys can uh, just shoot me an email at schoollast at gmail.com and say, give me that little comedy scorecard checklist. Yeah. And I'll send it to you. And when I do, uh, print two of them out. Right. And you and a comedy buddy go go somewhere, fill them out, and then swap them and, and say, am I all right? And they, yeah. they yeah. might go, you know what? It's funny you think you're great at crowd work because every time I see you do it, it's horrible. It's
0: horrible. Or you keep looking at your girlfriend doing comedy, doing crowd work towards your family. Yeah, yeah. So is th- crowd work?
1: This is, yeah, let's do this. In yeah. fact, here's what I'll do. I'll make this uh, scorecard and I'll, I don't know. I'll put it in two columns yeah. and copy it over, so you you can print it out once and just rip it down the middle and hand it to somebody else. That
0: works. Oh, so yes. good. And go
1: go have coffee and, and do it and have a conversation. And if one of these little things starts a conversation that it helps you get better at what you're doing, yeah, then I'm extremely happy. And that's that's the whole purpose of this. And I'm going to honestly go work on a couple of things as soon as we get done here because yeah. I know <laughs> I've got a little slack to pick up. But how are you on a scale of one to ten at asking, accepting, and listening to criticism? <sighs> yeah. You know, that's the one thing we do in the performance class. Mm-hmm. You get up, you sit down, and then we talk about you, and you can't say nothing for a yeah, few front, minutes. Yep. And when when taken correctly, all the criticism has helped generate material for everybody. Oh, totally. You know, we actually last night again. I keep saying last night, but we had a class last night. And and when you say criticism, it's not. Sometimes it's not.
0: Um, it's, it's never all bad. It's not necessarily all bad. It's just it's critiquing. It's what they see.
1: Yeah. It's just like if you were. Uh, Say you ran hurdles in track, and you got done running hurdles, and the guy had the video. He pulls up the video and goes, well, your technique here is a little weak. That's why you knocked down this hurdle. Right. Uh, You need a quicker jump out of the gate when you hear the gun going off, and you're finished. You need to put your chest forward instead of your head because somebody else has a bigger chest than your head. Whatever it might be. Yeah. So it's, it's, are you willing to ask for it and accept it? But, man, if you're not asking for it, then here's what happens when you don't ask for it. A, you can't improve on any of the things you don't see. Yeah. And B... You have thoughts about things that may be needing some help and you just have to live with those thoughts with no confirmation. Yep. Some of those thoughts may be wrong. Yeah. Some may be right. But unless you go and, and ping pong it off somebody else and, and see what's going on yeah. and how they perceive it, you might not really know. So start yeah. with this list. <laughs> go down the list one through ten and give yourself a little score, one out of ten. Yeah. And see where you need to work. And then I'd say refer back to it often until you get those numbers up to where you want them to be. Yeah. And I'm going to do the same thing and let you guys know how it goes. I know. (laughs) I've got some stuff to work on. I know. I I guess that means we're going to have to wrap up. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for listening. Again, I told Gavin before we started I wanted to do a nice 25-minute podcast to give you guys something to (laughs) listen to during lunch, and here it is, almost 50 minutes again. Sorry we
0: gave you some good advice. Gosh.
1: Well, there's stuff in there to think about, for sure. So that's called Comedy Scorecard. If you want it, again, schooloflasts at gmail.com. I'll print it up here right before you leave the office and make sure we have one for us. Thank you guys again for listening. If you have the time for an iTunes or Stitcher review, man, they mean the world to us. So leave it if you can, and we'll talk to you next week thanks again
0: thank you thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast if you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for information on upcoming live and online classes visit schooloflaps.com until next time stay tuned stay focused and stay money